Welcome back to Beauty Uncovered by Olaplex, your expert guide to beauty, health, and wellness. I'm your host, Danielle Frank, and on today's episode... Self-portraits. Like, it's such a beautiful way to explore oneself. Everything that we are, everything we could be and we can be. I have a question for you this week. Do you feel comfortable getting your photograph taken? I'm not talking about the selfies that we have complete control over our image. I'm talking about giving someone the autonomy to take your picture and feel good about it. In all honesty, when I see someone post a photograph of me on social media and I didn't take it, I hardcore cringe. Well, photographer David Saw has gained millions of followers on social media, sharing his secrets to great poses, gaining confidence in front of the camera, and empowering women and men to embrace their beauty. And he's gonna share some of his best practices to have strong, powerful pictures. So quick housekeeping, if you're enjoying our content, be sure to remember to subscribe and leave us a rating and a review. We really appreciate it. So with that being said, let's get started. So, David, I'm very excited that you're here, and I know you're in the middle of a big move and everything, so thank you for your time. Well, thank you for having me. I'm very excited about you coming on. I'm going to be honest with you. You know, we have a team that looks into people to come on to the podcast. You were one that I wanted on. (laughs) I've been following you for a while on TikTok and on Instagram. No, seriously, I absolutely love, love, love your content. And so... You know, we were talking about a lot of different things. And I'm like, oh my God, I wonder if David Saw would come on. So thank you. I feel thank very accomplished you. right now. So. Oh my gosh, I'm so flattered. <laughs> well, I mean, the great thing about Beauty Uncovered is that we're always trying to match what's going on in the inside with the outside and vice versa. So what I love about the message that you have is so much empowerment aside from being a gifted photographer. So we're going to first dive into how did you get into photography? Because you started pretty young. I started photography in high school and probably like ninth grade. And I've always been the one to chase after my passion, like whatever like I enjoyed. Sometimes passion, the word passion is a little scary. You know, like I think some people hear it and like, oh my gosh, David, you like, you were this kid with a huge passion and you were just like, no, 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 it's just like what I wanted to do, right? I was a little kid and I'm like, wow, this is fun. And, you know, at first it was dance and then I wanted to video my dance. And then, you know, I just soon enough became the kid running around with a camera in school. And yeah, I mean, it started in high school. It wasn't, you know, I mean, being young is relative and, you know, I don't think it's too young. It's not like I was a child prodigy or anything. Um, I read somewhere (laughs) that you learned a lot of it on YouTube. Yes. Yeah. Which I freaking love because let me tell you, I learned so many things on YouTube. You? (laughs) Yeah. Anytime I don't know how to do something, I'm like YouTube. (laughs) You know what, Daniel? You know, as I move to LA right now, Daniel, I'm something I'm terrible at is interior design. So even last night, I was just typing up on YouTube, like, how do you like, Oh, yesterday I found out the anatomy of a bed for the first time. One of the actual moving different parts in the bed. I'm like, oh my gosh, this whole time I've had this very like still college mentality of, okay, all I need on bed is the sheets and then the blankets. And then that's all I need, right? <laughs> um, but like to upgrade that just a little bit as I'm in, like approaching my 30s soon, I'm like, okay, I should probably 
pay attention to my bed a little bit more. So yeah, and then just learning online every time. No, I, I love that. So you started with the photography and you winded up creating your own business. I think it's remarkable the work that you do. I've seen many of your photos. I might have snooped quite a bit and went down the rabbit hole. But I mean, correctly if I'm wrong, but I mean, this is as a person from the outside looking in. The thing that I found that was so remarkable is your connection with your subject, which is the people that come into your studio. It is so profound and so lovely and so empowering. It is mesmerizing. So tell me a little bit about how you, because that takes some skill. I mean, do you think that's something that you've always had or is that something that you've developed as you've worked with different clients? developed it and you know a lot of people think when they see me online they think I'm a very extroverted like big energy and like this hype machine like 24 7 but at the end of the day I'm an introvert still and I remember taking my first like paid client back in my freshman year of college in UC Davis and like a $50 job for a couple shoot and I, I just remember being so nervous absolutely nervous. I didn't know what to say. I was breaking up everywhere. I was like, ah, I was so focused on trying to get my camera settings right. Cause that wasn't second nature at that time. Same time, like watching them be nervous. And then, you know, whenever they ask things like, David, what should we be doing? Or what should I do with my hands? You know, at that time, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just trying to learn photography. And I was like, ah, I don't know. I don't even know how to use my camera like hundred percent right now. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something I had to develop, put my work into it. And just, I realized like in that moment, I was thinking more about my clients than me and the camera. I was already in this sort of service mentality. I wasn't just thinking about myself and the photos. I was thinking about my clients, about the couple. I'm like, oh man, if I'm nervous, I wonder how nervous they are. And I wanted to make a change there. And that's when I was just like, you know, I had to learn how to guide them, how to coach them through different poses. I think that when it comes to our clients, I often think of my own personal experience of ever getting my picture taken, which usually involves putting somebody in front of me. <laughs> I mean, I would imagine there are a lot of women and men that are in that situation like, oh, geez, I have to take a picture. What can I hide behind? Can I grab a pillow and put it in front of me? Can I... <laughs> It's difficult because you feel like you're I have a loss of control because this is through someone else's lens. Selfies I get, selfies I can deal with oh, because yeah. you have a lot more control. Yes. Uh, but having someone else, that is such a trusting relationship. So this is where I feel like when you're communicating to people how they can do poses. I mean, what inspired you to start doing that? Because is it because it's just very common in your practice that these are problems it's, that people have? It's so interesting because you know, before TikTok, posing was something I did just for my clients. Like it was a, just a normal part of the process. Again, so going back to the roots of wanting my clients to feel confident, I didn't want them you know, thinking like, oh, I had to do something on my own and then I don't know what to do and then getting all sweaty in the palms. So I wanted to, it's just something I wanted to do for myself and my clients. Mm. It's just so interesting and so fascinating how that translated to helping people all around the world. Like I didn't, you know, it was just for my business 
and serving my clients. And I, I didn't know it was something that would help other people. And it's interesting because I do feel like, you know, when I was younger, you know, you had your pictures and stuff and it was always, we always came around about the prom picture, you know. <laughs> but I mean, nowadays, I mean, everything, especially with Instagram and everything that's out there, there's these people that just understand how to get the right angle. They just get it. Or maybe they've been practicing a long time. So when it comes to like the average person like myself, like (laughs) understanding what is your primary goal? Because I know that you talked about confidence. Confidence obviously is a huge factor. In my opinion, it doesn't matter what pose you're in. If you have confidence, you're going to look good. Sure. Yeah. For sure. But what do you feel are the things that people should be conscious of when they're in front of the camera? Yeah. I mean, like for me, if I'm talking to the people that are listening and they're the models, it really depends on who and what photographer you're working with, right? In terms of like what I can tell them to be conscious about. But then for me, because I know how I work as a photographer, these days I've been telling my clients to be really conscious about how a certain pose makes them feel. With the context of a photographer who's teaching you how to pose and guiding you through it, I always like, I've been thinking of this sort of analogy these days. And I said, posing is almost like you're acting like a conduit almost. And as you get into a pose, you're becoming a conduit to let sort of these emotions and moods fill you in. Mm. Right? So... I do a whole exercise with them. And I tell them, okay, stand up straight just with your arms on your side. And then what would happen if I told you to try to feel cool at this moment? Just like straight up, arms on the side. Or like anything else, try to feel cool, try to feel shy, try to feel badass or even sexy. And then they're just like standing like this. You know, it's hard. But if I were to pose them arms on the side, maybe even just like a classic, like arms folded and then told them, hey, try to feel cool, try to feel badass. It happens more naturally, right? And then this all ties back to posing at the end of the day, being a way to communicate. It's body language, right? We've been, we've been communicating our whole life with our body and we just don't know it. And, you know, I think there's this mis- like mis- idea. oh my goodness, David, uh, this, I, this wrong idea <laughs> that's posing are these like fixed like oh yes like like you know it's fixed poses that models do but at the end of the day it's it's body language like you know like you're you're posed so naturally right now that you know you know i'm like you're just chatting and then you know any any of these moments can be poses i feel like also there's a level of daring as well too isn't there because i think that when you're you're supposed to be the center of attention for a moment I think there are certain personalities that are like, bring it. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think there's like a huge chunk of society that would be like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can do this. You kind of have to be daring and just go for it, right? Yes. And like, that's where it all starts for me and my clients. It's very different for me photographing a stranger and a client because the big difference is the intention that they chose to take. Like they, um, they took the bold step. I told them, I always tell them, you've already done the hard part. You decided to pick up the phone call or even email saying, I want to do this, David. Mm. That's the hardest part. 
they, a lot of them say, I've been like going to your website multiple times and I always back out. Then the moment they sent that email, the moment they decided to pick up the phone, they already set everything into motion. Right? That is the, like, the key part there. I'm a big believer in doing things with intention. And you know, like if someone just like gifted it to someone or just like, hey, just go into David's studio, like it's tough. It's tough. Uh, it doesn't mean that they're going to go from being a really camera shy person to like, you know, some like just because I did that. Mm-hmm. But it's all uh, they're allowing me to come into their space just a little bit and trust me just a little bit and to say, okay, like let's work. It helps. That makes that a you big have difference. a body of work that makes a difference. Yeah. So. <laughs> so coming back to when you were saying that before you got into photography, you were also in dance. Do you think that plays a big role in what you do? I think so. I think so. I mean, like whenever I photograph a dancer and I can also always like tell immediately the moment I start posing a client or anyone, I can tell if they're a dancer because they move in a certain way. They move with, again, like a little bit more intention because they're used to like learning about, they're a little bit more conscious about how their body moves. And I think like before I started learning about posing, there was no connection between me being a dancer and like learning how to pose. I mean, I think it helps now. I can sort of like bring that kind of fluidity into like how I coach my clients. Well, even on on your videos, when I look at them, and I, like I said, I had no idea that you had background in dance. Yeah. I sat there thinking, you know, like it is the way that you move is very fluid and intentional. You know, I wasn't sure where it came from, but now I do. <laughs> oh, it helps. I mean, like it's a flow. And the thing is, again, if we go back to the foundation of posing being everyday movements, body language, how we sit at a bar when we talk to someone, you know, like how we sit when we're interested in someone is different from when we don't like someone, right? So like, if we were to watch that in a film, it's very like fluid motion. It's not just, ah, 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 it's not like staccato, right? So it's, it's just that. It's, it's, it's just that. Some of us are more dorky than others. I'm just saying. <laughs> and that's, that's fun too. Like, like, you know, like the whole concept of meeting someone at the bar or something like that. I'm like, you know, awkward as hell. <laughs> but Daniel, here's the thing, Daniel. Like if I were to see you, I swear, like, I think that might be something in your head right now too. Probably. But I feel like if I saw you and you were like, in a passionate conversation with someone at a bar, it could be a coffee shop too. Like wherever you're comfortable at. Like if I watched you, I'd, I'd be like, oh. Daniel it's very cool. funny because my son loves photography. Yeah. And um, we once went to a convention and I got into a conversation with somebody, another stylist, and we were talking and he took a picture of me. And I wasn't talking in that moment. I was listening to her and I had my hands on her hips and I was listening as carefully as I could, but I was so intent. So one of my favorite pictures, and it's like, I'm not smiling. If anything, I'm kind of grimacing, but it is that moment. You're in that moment. It was a very, in my opinion, you know, I'm very passionate about it, what I do. So I was intent. So I can understand where like, that must be a very interesting perspective even with clients and whatnot to get them into that moment sure and here's the thing that's right that's what i love about portraits that's what i love most about what i do and that's what i also love about doing self-portraits like it's such a beautiful way to explore oneself everything that 
we are, everything we could be and we can be. We can see all of that through portraits. We can't see that through our reflection, right? Like when do we go in front of the mirror and have that intense conversation with ourselves like you did? Like when do we just like look at the mirror and be like so intent and like passionately listening, right? No, when we go to the mirror and like we're doing like fixing our hair, checking our clothes, and then we go. Mm. We have all those moments of feeling badass, feeling like we're caring for someone, feeling like we love someone, feeling sexy, like all this stuff, but we don't get to see it. Everyone else gets to see it. Right. So you just, a lot of us automatically assume that it looks dorky. <laughs> exactly. But I had the joy of being able to show people that. That's, that's, that's what I absolutely love. It's a very simple thing, but I love it. So, I mean, I know that you're going from Sacramento to Los Angeles. I know that a lot of people, you are a very highly demanded photographer, which is amazing. Uh, and I do think that, I mean, again, your your photography is gorgeous, but I also genuinely think that there is such an obvious trust that you have with your audience. Do you feel like you're getting more of the demands because they sit there and they're like, I trust that he would help me get through this, you know, or is it just, you know, a natural progression of your photography? Just so many points to that. So for me, I don't, I don't consider myself an amazing photographer, right? I don't see myself competing in all these awards. I think there's so many amazing photographers and this is so like they've been working on their craftsmanship for so long. And I'm like, wow, I don't see myself like that. I think sometimes I get comments of people being like, oh my gosh, David, you're the best photographer. I'm like, ah, I like, I don't, and I don't, I don't say that to like ask for like sympathy or anything. Like I'm very grounded in who I am. No, but I think with any of us, it's something to aspire to, you know, <laughs> but, yeah. but it doesn't mean that we suck now. <laughs> I didn't know. And then the thing is, I also don't strive to be the best photographer. And there was a moment in my, in my career when I was going for that. I realized it was, it was, um, it was a little bit toxic for me because I was, I was finding value in the label of being a photographer versus being David Saw, mm-hmm. right? And when I had everything, all my eggs in the basket of being a photographer, if anyone sort of challenged me as the label of photographer, I would, I would feel like less than. Like there was sort of like this competition, but once I realized, you know, I was like, no, the value isn't in me being a photographer. The value is in me being me, as David saw. Your That's personal what I, expression. Yes, and just just me as a whole. And the moment I realized, I, I'm offering myself, and not just a photographer in my business and my service, and my clients. I'm offering me as a whole. There was a huge level up for me, and that's that's what I try to teach a lot through my social media as well. To like budding photographers and creatives to not just like be stuck in just being that creative label, but really just finding yourself and owning yourself. But with that being said, like the natural progression and then I guess David saw being in demand coming to LA. I think there's like, you know, there's, there's multiple parts to it. A bit of it is people gaining trust, right? That's at the same time also kind of a hard thing for me as well. Because I don't want people having this. My biggest fear, Daniel, is people having the utmost trust in me to like only believing in me to help them see a beautiful photo for the first time ever. And then me not being able to do it for them. And then them leaving like worse saying, my gosh, even David Saw couldn't do that. That's my biggest fear. It's never happened. It's a very like big fear for me. 
sometimes I felt like just through a client experience, I was like, oh my gosh, are they not enjoying their experience? But it wasn't. But anyway, that's one of my fears. That's also related to sort of, I guess, the success. I think that it is hard to check any kind of expectations when it comes to people coming in. I mean, because in the long run, it is partially also their participation. You know, it's not all, it can't all be on you, David. (laughs) It can't all be on you. But I think that at least in watching, I think that any, especially women, I think that anybody would want to sit there and feel like there's somebody that can look at them and go, oh no, you're beautiful. No, you're already beautiful. There's no problem here. And I think that to me, that is one of the biggest messages and the takeaway from your content. It is just wonderful to watch. Yes. And I think this is tied to this whole thing of, especially in 2021, being on Instagram, picture perfect. And if you're not, then we see ourselves as not photogenic. And the dangerous part about being seeing ourselves as not photogenic, it's so closely tied to also just our self-beauty and then our self-perception. And I think that can be the really dangerous part of thinking all of that leading to, oh man, I'm not beautiful. Right. And again, going back to the simple joys of what I like, why I love what I do is that I don't even need to tell my clients that they're beautiful. What's more powerful is me showing it to them and them saying it for themselves. It's like looking again, in a mirror. That's really yes. Great. Don't even need to like it's what I say doesn't even matter. You know, let me show it to you and you can see it for yourself. So if you were to give advice to anybody that like like I said, selfies are so much easier. (laughs) Yes, yes. There's a lot more control on this. But a lot of people are now like taking pictures, whether they be, you know, out and about or, you know, taking pictures of friends or whatever you know, in order to create sort of like that relaxed mood so you have that trust. What would you suggest to people to get in that place? Is this for the photographer or the person being photographed? I think for the person being photographed. You know, like, you know, obviously it takes two to tango, right? Mm. And photographers need to own up to it more. They can't just hide behind the camera. So, you know, hopefully you're working with someone who's, again, there with the same intention, right? That's why like, sometimes I get comments of people saying, hey, can you make a course for my boyfriend to like learn how to... And it's like, that's really tough. I would love to, but it's really tough because at least these stereotypical boyfriends who, you know, they're like, oh, let me pick out my phone again for you, right? The intention isn't there. So what's the point of trying to teach that person, mm-hmm. right? But let's say the intention's lined up and the photographer is there for you, you know, like, the thing for me that I try to create a space for my clients all the time is to just have fun. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a really simple concept, but I do that by giving very clear instructions and for them to do something. The, it's the fact that we don't know what to do in front of the camera. And then like, we start filling our head with, oh my gosh, what do I look like? Oh my gosh, does my hand, do, do, do my hands look funny? Does my, what is my pinky doing? And then we flood our headspace with all these things because we don't know what to do. We're like a headless chicken. But it's the funniest thing. The moment we receive just like clear directions to do something, all that is gone. We just follow the directions, right? Just follow the directions. And once our head is on straight, then we can just like be in the moment and have fun. And I always say like, you know, you having a fun time at your photo shoot, a byproduct of that is... I was creating some beautiful portraits of you, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, yes, it's tough. Like, 
maybe learn a little bit about how to pose. You know, there's no perfect way to do it. No lighting and stuff like that. Yeah, right, right. Things like that. But like, the thing is, as the model, you can't control what the photographer does. Sometimes we spend too much time on things that we can't control. Mm. Right? I mean, that's just in life. But if we bring it back to photography. That's hard. I know. Especially when you feel like it, like it's so funny, especially in the past couple of years where it feels like everything is so, like, you don't have control over so many different things now. No, um, I know. It's hard to let go of that. That's really, but you know what? It, maybe that is a lesson that all of us need to have at some point or another. Yeah. I mean, you know, if we bring it just back to the simple photography setting, you know, like you can't control what you look like. It's not a selfie anymore. Mm. You know, you just have to let go and remember as many things David Saw has taught you online. Try those things, but, you know, don't be so harsh on yourself. Because again, you might be overthinking it. You just need to have fun and feel good. I had a friend back when I was in beauty school and I'll never forget walking in and she was, she had this beautiful professional camera and she was taking photos of herself. And then she's like, here, take some pictures of me. And she was just about the most stunning woman I've ever seen. She was from Pakistan and she just, she looked like some like Miss World. Like she was just absolutely stunning. And I said, Rabia, why are you making me take so many pictures? And she says to me, Danny, she called me Danny, Danny, I already know I'm beautiful, but that doesn't mean that every picture is going to be beautiful. So take many. <laughs> so- <laughs> Wow. But I, but that 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 confidence of understanding that you know the picture is not necessarily the end result of who you are. I mean, you have the potential of it showing your beauty. For sure. But not every shot is necessarily going to really capture that essence, right? Yes. And that's and what that I was something I've taken with me for years. Wow. <laughs> Love that. I mean, that's why I try to teach all the time. I always like start off by saying, Hey, you are beautiful inherently. We need to start with that foundation. You are beautiful regardless. Right. Mm. Um, there was a, there's a, as we talk about that, like, Oh, I'm beautiful. Doesn't mean every photo needs to be beautiful. Right. I thought of this like very easy analogy, right. Of let's say you had someone draw a picture of you. Right. And if I were to draw a picture of you, it would be a stick figure. Right. And then if I showed it to you, the thing is, we, we, won't, we won't look at a stick figure drawing of ourselves and be like, oh my gosh, I'm not beautiful. Well, you know what the funny thing is? If someone takes a bad photo of us, we see that as like, oh my gosh, I'm not beautiful. Right. When both photography and drawing is a skill. There's a whole artistry behind it, but people don't realize that, right? People don't realize, people think it's just a, I mean, you know, like photography has more, been more common just through like iPhones and technology. Everyone's so accessible, you know? So we think photography is just like a mirror capture, but it's not. They don't realize there's the same type of artistry behind it, of lighting, how to pose someone, how to tilt the camera, there's all these different things. 
That's a very true statement because I've had pictures taken of me before and there are some where, you know, you're like, oh, I love it, you know? And then some where you suddenly go like, oh my God, do I really look like that? And then you realize, no, you just got some strange shadows on your face and under your eyes. Exactly. You know, everything that is, you know, there, but not necessarily strong are suddenly like, and, you know, you look like Gollum from... The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> exactly. Just like how someone can draw you poorly, someone mm. can very easily take a photo of you in a very poorly lit setting or just like a poor photo of you. Yeah. No, I, I completely in 110,000 degree. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think is going to happen now? Now that you're in LA, What's the situation? What are you doing? What am I doing? I'm talking to Danielle. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I came to LA for. No, Good I mean, times. Yeah. Good times. Yes. Yeah, I came to LA to, I mean, for multiple things. I mean, the first prompt was my three-year lease in Sacramento was up. Oh, wow. It's there. And, and I was like, oh, boy, what do I do? And I was actually looked at, looking at a very cute space a couple blocks down the road there. And as I was there, I, was, I, I realized, oh my gosh, I realized there's nothing tying me down to Sacramento or wherever I live. I don't have family there. I don't have a partner. I don't have a girl. No one I'm dating. And you know, I have my little pug. That's it. You know, so that's, that was the first prompt. And you know, I, as I'm growing my TikTok and Instagram, I really want to explore this career of being a content creator you know my, my you're good my, at it thank you <laughs> you know i've been very blessed to have my my business really thrive off of again the off, off of tiktok and instagram so i didn't have to ever really explore being content creator as a career mm. but you know i'm young i'm 27 i'm single why not yeah why not and you know like la was like six hours away that's where you go for that's the heart of entertainment I said, hey, you know, let's, let me just go see what it's about. When, am I, when else am I going to do this? Um, and I have a lovely assistant who is also very eager to move as well. And that's that's super helpful. helpful. Yes. <laughs> that's very helpful. Super helpful. Well, that is incredibly exciting because I've been to LA several times. It is, it is a fun place to be. <laughs> a little intense. Yeah. Well, yeah. at least the traffic, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm from New York. So admittedly, we're used to the intensity, but um yes. it's a different, it's a different very type. Different. Oh yeah. Very it's different. like a relaxed plant. <laughs> oh really? I don't know about relaxed. I, and you know what? Yes, it is relaxed. I mean, compared to like what I heard about the East Coast. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I have I have one more question, and this is purely my curiosity. I would okay. I would imagine there's other people that are asking this too. So on all of your TikTok videos, you do your video, and at the very end, I need to know. I want to know what started that and why do you do that? The quack. The quack. Oh my gosh! I love it. I wait for it. (laughs) I have no idea what it's become. (laughs) Like I don't know how people. People get angry if it's if it's not there. I'm like, oh my gosh! And then sometimes even the first comment that I receive on a video. And by the way, you know, as a creator, I'm proud of what I post and I'm putting it out there. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to see what people's response are. The first comment is, "I'm here for the quack." 
video oh my gosh i mean i'm not there for the quack but i listen for it (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny you know how did that start it started because i wanted to add a little blooper at the end of one of my tiktoks from a couple months ago i I think my oh you know i was doing a, a couple posing tiktok and i was using a mannequin because you know i'm not in a relationship <laughs> oh my God, you know i was like let me use my my mannequin girlfriend real quick her name was ivanka and there was a funny part where like a, her her head dropped off i was like i want to show this but i don't want to make a whole different tiktok so i just added like a little you know i was like you know like a little instead of a record scratch like i i was like you know what's like a funny sound you know and then it was like it's a quack i just like found something off of the internet and then just mashed it to her like head dropping at the end. And I was like, and then I, I started laughing at the end too. And then I started using as bloopers at one point, like I did a split in the air and then my pants ripped. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used it for that. And then, you know, soon enough, I was just making like, you know, I just wanted to make something fun at the end. It was also a great way for me to cut the TikTok, because sometimes, you know, it's a music, like there's a song yeah. in the background and then like where it ends is too abrupt. It doesn't like... I do find sometimes it is. Every once in a blue moon, it's like you put music on and there's like this perfect transition where it loops and you don't even realize it's so seamless. Yeah. Like yeah. every once in a blue moon, it never happens really that often. I would say probably maybe a handful of my TikToks. Yeah. 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 Normally it is very abrupt and you're like... Yeah. Well, you want to hear more of the song because like now you're getting into it. And then, you know, but then for me, instead of just having it die off and you're like, oh, dang it, I can get to the chorus. At least like put a little break, like a record scratch or like the quack is what mm-hmm. it does for me. I, I think that is a little bit more See, enjoyable. And here I thought it was like you had, you know, a rubber ducky when you were little. <laughs> <laughs> and you wanted to honor it because your dog ate it. And I thought there was uh, a whole story behind it. You know what? Scratch that. We're going with that, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I, no but it, it is it is um again i really enjoy your content and i hope everybody that's listening is definitely checking it out because not only does everybody learn something because i definitely have it makes <laughs> i will remember to be brave uh <laughs> <laughs> be brave, be confident. Uh, yes. But also, like I said, some of the some of the basic tips of just body positioning sometimes is really great. You know how to create certain silhouettes, how to avoid certain things, and your you know head yes. tilting and whatnot. Yeah. Really, those small things make a big difference. On really you know does. even just even just when you're you know you're at a wedding and there's a bunch of line of people and you have to stand there instead of hiding behind someone. This is your chance to step forward and create your own drama to the moment. 100%. Yeah. You know, like I, I never expect people to truly learn like everything that I'm teaching. Like if there's one thing I want people to take away, it's just like, again, that intentions, the intention and just like being conscious the next time you are taking photos to know that, hey, again, starts with you're beautiful no matter what. Okay. If you see a photo that you don't like of yourself, that's the photographer's fault, not you, right? Like starting with that foundation. Again, I'm and not even trying to- with like, the yeah. poses, I mean, if someone could mimic the exact pose that you have, but if they don't have the intention and they're just yes. kind of flat, 
Right. It doesn't matter how beautiful the the pose is. Exactly. Um, if you're not bringing something to the moment, it's going to be yes. flat. It's like dance or singing, you know, like you got to have the soul and you got to feel if you're dancing, you got to feel the music. You can be following the choreograph, but you don't want to just be like a body moving. You want to be a human moving your body, right? So we have to tell everybody that when they go to take a picture, they have to sit there and think to themselves, I am in the moment and I'm bringing intention. <laughs> I'm doing this intentionally. <laughs> and that's 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 what I want people to take away, you know, not just like memorize these poses that David taught. Like I think that's a you know, that's, that's it not sustainable. It, no, it helps. But it helps. Yeah, yeah. It does. Yeah. I appreciate but, it because oh, I'm you. like, you know, just <laughs> crazy. But I, I want people to I want, all crazy. I want to teach people how to fish, not just hand them a fish. That's the biggest thing. Right. Well. At any rate, it has been amazing talking to you. And I really appreciate you sharing all about your adventures. And I'm, you know, I'll be stalking you and stuff on, on, on the interwebs, but it's fun. And you do, you make me smile and you make me smile. And that's, if it's one thing you can know every day that you post, you're making some people smile. So thank you. Oh. <laughs> Never forget, everything you want to be, you already are. You are simply on the path of uncovering it. Thank you again for listening to another episode of Beauty Uncovered. To know more about Olaplex and its beauty technology, visit olaplex.com. You can also subscribe to get the latest updates on emerging beauty trends and innovation. Join us again next time as you continue to uncover your unique beauty here on Beauty Uncovered.